bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of judgment. But, but answer there, my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits but a homicide and kills people up... Nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Frank, candid and straight to the point. This is the best radio show in the state of Wisconsin. Truth in the afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth App. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. Number five. Well, believe it or not, Concordia University will cut staff and reimagine its Ann Arbor campus. From Kelly Meyerhofer from JS Online, story from this morning. Concordia University, Wisconsin will cut staff and make significant changes to its operations, including potentially selling some of its Michigan campus property. The institution is the latest in Wisconsin to downsize in an effort to reduce costs and balance its budget. Let me also say that I am a professor on the faculty at Concordia University. Being transparent, uh, at least three University of Wisconsin system schools are eliminating jobs, and in addition, three campuses will end in-person instruction at the end of this school year. Concordia merged its Mequon campus with Ann Arbor back in 2013. President Eric Ankerberg said in an email to the campus on Tuesday, we wish this dramatic action was not necessary, but to secure our future together as an institution, it is. Concordia declined to make Ankerberg available for an interview, instead offering a statement with similar details to his email, and the university also declined to specify the size of its deficit, the expected number of job cuts, and current student enrollment at the Mequon campus. And so like, like everywhere else, you know, every university is doing these same things. Um, and so it writes, here's, here's what we know. What will change at Concordia's Ann Arbor campus? Despite the Ann Arbor campus recording a record high enrollment this fall of 1,350 students, costs still exceed revenue, and the campus faces a deficit too large to overcome without a significant change to operations. And these are the things that were written in the article. Now, the difference here, right, is you have to allow them to speak for themselves. So until you speak to leadership 
or speak to people that are there. You should just move forward and that'll be that. And so it, it's, it's, it's in a time that they're not alone. Right. They're, they're not alone. There are other universities throughout the country, throughout the state of Wisconsin that are having significant issues um, as it relates to how higher ed is going. And so to be proactive and to do that type of thing is something that should be applauded in any institution of higher education because times they are truly changing. Number four. Hey, y'all that was wanting to drink medical marijuana drink. <laughs> eat, <laughs> eat medical marijuana. Use medical marijuana. I believe it won't happen. Um, a proposal to legalize marijuana for medicinal use is likely dead, a top Republican leader said today. Robin Voss told reporters at the state capitol that his caucus plan to create state-run dispensaries for medical marijuana won't likely pass. Why would we go to a state-run dispensary for medicine? The state, just like the county, just like the government, has never run anything efficiently and well in its life. So why would we trust the government to run something like a state-run dispensary for medical marijuana? That, 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 just, that just, like, w- w- makes absolutely no sense. I wouldn't trust them to clean those hair out of my nose. Number three. Well, as stated earlier on Truth in the Afternoon, and Wisconsin one in five licensed motorists has at least one conviction for operating a vehicle while under the influence. That's like four million people, and about seven or eight hundred thousand of them have a operating while intoxicated or operating under the influence of alcohol or other substance. And so they're trying to get state Senator Chris Larson from Milwaukee is trying to get alcohol detecting ignition and unlock devices for cars. So if you're 0.02, then you got to get one. Well, the problem is they cost $120 a month because they have to be monitored. And so then the question remains who in their right mind is going to actually pay for it. And you know, if the government comes up with something, guess who gets to pay for it? Yeah, you guessed it right. I think you guessed it right. You did. Number two. Madison businessman Eric Hufty will launch his Senate campaign next week, officially kicking off his expected bid to challenge Democratic U.S. Senator Tammy Baldwin here in Wisconsin. A spokesperson for Hufty said today and confirmed his plans. Hufty 59 will enter the race with support of the National Party, the National Republican Senatorial Committee, late last year told Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Hovde would enter the race and said he had the full support of Senate Republicans' main campaign arm in the week. The group this week reiterated that Hovde has their full absolute support. Number one. Hmm. This coming back once again I already talked about it. Foot searches. And I guess that's going to be for everybody. And I'm pretty sure this will transfer over to the police department, even though the police department is fairly um, good at pulling over and getting out the car and checking stuff like that. 
fire department, they set up high enough where they can see most things. Evidently, private ambulances don't. So this week, first responders with the Milwaukee Police Department and the city's two private ambulance companies are expected to conduct foot searches anytime a patient is not immediately located. Got it? Foot searches, says Fire Chief Aaron Lipsky. It's a stopgap. They're going to keep working on it, and they're going to do it until they can figure out how to not let people slip through the cracks when you go for help. They're, they're identifying what those instances are, what those emergency medical services, how they'll be offered, when they'll be offered, what an issue like fog, sub-zero temperatures, wind chill, all those things, it'll be written out. They've, they didn't have a draft per se, but this is one of those things where the fire department is telling them this is what you have to do. And so the council meets next February 27th, and Council President Jose Perez made it clear that if the written changes were not satisfying, the contracts will get held again. And so some of those companies may struggle financially because a big part of their income, their revenue, comes from the city of Milwaukee. I say that's unfortunate. But that's just how business is, right? And so I forget the name of the person who called earlier. Talked about the fact that, well, you know, it's just common sense. And I would say it is. Some of it's common sense. But when you have rules and procedures, you override common sense for the sake of risk and safety. So some things that may seem uncommon are actually common to the police because they have to operate and fire and ambulances have to operate in public service within a very narrow scope to make sure they do the same thing for everybody. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Don't touch that dial. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. You know, Black-Owned Business Giveback is back, and we've teamed up with Associated Bank to help local black businesses grow and succeed together. The home of Milwaukee Black Talk will be giving away $6,000 worth of free commercial advertising for three months to five black businesses each quarter of 2024. To sign up for this incredible marketing opportunity, visit blackbusinessgiveback.com. That's blackbusinessgiveback.com. Let's rebuild our community's backbone through exposure on the truth. For official rules, head to blackbusinessgiveback.com. Associated Bank member FDIC. And remember, the award-winning 
1017 The Truth proudly celebrates black excellence and the most monumental moments in our history. So tune in all month as we celebrate black history. 1017 The Truth celebration of Black History Month is sponsored by Tayback Law, Educators Credit Union, Freighter and the Medical College of Wisconsin, and American Family Insurance. Okay, let's see. Tune in to the award-winning 1017 The Truth this Saturday at 10 a.m. for another episode of Diversity and Excellence powered by Erie Insurance, hosted by me and Fred Johnson, Vice President, Wisconsin State Manager for Erie Insurance. We'll be talking about the rising insurance costs and the top 10 risk factors that could continue to negatively impact insurance costs and things you can do to mitigate that. Don't miss Diversity and Excellence powered by Insurance. Erie Insurance this Saturday, 10 a.m. on the award-winning 1017 The Truth. And I'm looking forward to, because we're going to see the Bob Marley movie. So if you won, I'm looking forward to seeing you because you are going to see me. If you come early, we'll have a meetup at 12 o'clock. We do the movie at uh, 1 o'clock or so. And then, you know, we go from there. Eat some popcorn, chill. Make sure you buy some popcorn and some soda. And all that fun stuff, and we'll be doing all that stuff. Remember, tomorrow I've got the 2024 Black History Female Inventors Challenge. So I'll throw it out there around, mm, like, 4.30 or so. And we'll, I'll ask a question, and I'll just have you want to be the caller, and I'll take the first caller, and there you go. And you win a prize pack, and you win some free Valentine's Day chocolate from Concordia Red Elephant Chocolate. So check that out. And you'll be asked a question. So the first question we had was her 1919 patent became the precursor for what we call an HVAC system used in modern buildings, heating, ventilation, and air conditioning. Her name was Alice H. Parker. And then last week we asked, well, the woman who became the second black woman to receive a U.S. patent she invented something that we don't even think about today, but go to a hotel and use all the time, and that's the fold-out bed. Her name was Sarah E. Good. And so on the 16th and on the 23rd of January, we have more questions for you. And if you get it right, you'll win a Truth Prize Pack. So make sure you hang around. 4.30 each day, so it's not like we're going to surprise you. Hey, we're going to surprise. Like, we're going to tell you up front it's going to be at 4.30. So make sure you listen so, like, like, soon as you hear traffic, sports, and weather, boom. Better be on the phone calling. And you demand, I want to play. And you might win. So, check it out. You'll have four seconds to answer. And then, boop, you'll get it. And we'll be like, yay. And then we'll party and all that stuff. 833-212-1017 is the number. We were talking about um, in one of the stories, should, should in relation to the things that are happening, like crime, shootings, car crashes, um, the woman dying on January 15th in sub-zero weather, Curtis Ambulance not finding them. Do we need to put cameras everywhere? Aramore said that there's cameras all throughout Chicago in bad areas. They're in good areas, too. Don't get it twisted. They're in good areas, too. Like they want to make sure people safe, so they got cameras in those areas. So don't get it twisted. I mean, they really do. They really do. 
And so one of the things that I like about it is you're in public, so you should just live with it. That's just how life is. I mean, it is that you 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 decided that you want to walk outside in the street. So if something happens, God forbid you're a victim and you need it to show. That you're safe, like. God forbid, right, you just want to make sure. That if something happens. It shows up. And so in order to do that. You're going to need video. That's just me. You're going to need video. Is that a good idea? 833-212-1017. Is that a good idea? Are you willing? You, You really don't have any real rights other than the police stopping you. But there's nothing that says they can't watch you. And and contrary to popular belief, if you do it right, they ain't going to look like cameras. No way. You'll be breaking up most stuff. I'm just saying, you'll be breaking up more stuff, breaking stuff that's not cameras, tearing down wires, get yourself electrocuted, all kind of crazy stuff. Or you can just live with the fact that we want people to be safe. And one of the ways we make people safe, and I'm not talking about traffic cameras. Those are the ones that were outlawed in Chicago because it was like they were catching people. It was crazy. We need cameras that just watch people every day. 833-212-1017 is the number. Kenya. You're on the award-winning 1017 The Truth. Good morning. How you, I mean, good evening. I'm sorry. How you doing? I see who you be calling. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Dr. Ken, I've, I've called you before, but it's been a while. But anyway, you know what? They should have cameras. It's so sad about uh, that lady. Yeah, it they is. They the workers. Yeah, it is. Because why did they get out their car? The lady down nine one one. They just drove through. They said they didn't see her. They should get terminated. They should fire whoever was driving that ambulance. They should get fired. That is so sad. My heart really goes out to the family, praying for them. And they they should get cameras everywhere in the city of Milwaukee. I worked late one time. I was working at Amazon. It's so much stuff going on. Cars turn over in the cemetery. Then ran through the scent. They left it there. You know, I'm like, right, what is right. going on? So much stuff going on late at night. You get scared when you go home around five, six. You don't even want to come back out. Where's that at? This is like on 76. On 76, if you drive down 76 at nighttime, they be racing each other. I thought the cameras working the light. <laughs> They're literally racing each other up 76. I won't dare. Go down 76 at nighttime. No. Yeah, that's true. It's do so you go sad. up? Well, really do, do, do you drive on Fond du Lac? I'm sorry? Do you drive on Fond du Lac? Oh, no. No. I moved here from Michigan. No. Never. I'll take the road, the long route. Crazy. On Fond du Lac. That is sad. The way they be driving. Yeah. It's like it's it's like they get a, a bend off. I have a Hyundai Sonata. They tried to steal it four times, and I'm like, why should I have to get rid of my car because I paid it off? <laughs> why should it, my sister like get rid of the car? Why should I have to get rid of my car? 
unfortunately, I don't have an argument for you. You're absolutely right. But 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 then if you know the well, but if you know your car is susceptible to being stolen, what do you do? You get rid of it. Or um alarm? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It has a silent one. They, whenever they try to get it, it always it never moves. They just bust the window out. This safe bomb charged me charging me now almost five hundred dollars. Talking about that uh, the area where I live and <laughs> excuse me and the vehicle that I have is because of that and I'm like what? He's like yeah that Honda Sonata you have it's really that's why Marsha and I'm like what? So then, what do you do? Yeah, I mean, how how do you get around it, or do you just? I just pay the bills and then I'm up. I think I have PTS. Because I'd be up late at night watching the car, any little noise, I'm peeping out the window, seeing if they're going to try to get it. 12, 13-year-olds out well, trying to steal my car. Well, don't you don't you put a um a club, yeah. a club or something on your car? Okay. Yeah, it's a club. They get the police officers gave me a club. Okay. But they still break the window. So I don't know. I mean, it's four times. They didn't try to get it at our church. It was parked on one side, and I forgot to park it on the other side. And I came off when I volunteered at our church, and I came out, and the window was busted. And I'm like, are you serious? This is crazy. Well, maybe they can't so see the I club. Go, maybe they can't see the club. Yeah. If, <laughs> if it happens again, I think I'm just going to go ahead and get rid of it. Okay. Yeah. Because it's too much. It's too much. Right. You know, who knows? They might try to stick me up for it. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's what my said. They're watching you. Right. They're watching you. Yeah. Or, or, or the cop in me is coming out. <laughs> Did you upset somebody and make somebody mad? No. That they stalking you? I'm from Michigan. What that mean? I've only been here five years. Did you drive here? Uh, I drove here. I then somebody in Michigan can I drive? In got then somebody in Michigan can drive out here, too. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. been so dating bad. been dating somebody and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay right okay oh boy okay it was good talking to you doctor. all right take care okay uh uh-huh. right. you too bye-bye eight three three two one two one zero one seven is the number kathy you're on the award-winning 1017 the truth yeah, good evening, Ken. Um, with the paramedics and stuff, um, I, the city is trying to put some things in place if they're going to renew their contract about, you know, I guess more training. And I don't know if there's some, it's more training, but it's, it's, it's management too, the whole ownership, you know, like I said, more training and, and, and allowing them to get out of a vehicle. Because if you're really hurt or something like that, of course I may be on the ground. I'm not going to be standing there waiting for you to come over. So I'm just surprised that the way they have it, they don't get out of the vehicle, you know, uh, to kind of look around for somebody, especially with the snow down there. Um, There's a retraining of people. It would be very helpful, you know, because out of our repair medic programs or systems we have here, but they say our two are just like that, where they don't get out, and they spend less than about two minutes over there. That's what the news said. So that's some uh, retraining, and the city put some things in place, too, that they can agree on together, you know, like that. And, yeah, it is unfortunate. Um, everybody else wants to help the lady, but, you know, things happen. And you sound like a sweet woman, too, and it helped out everybody. Very and, true. Um, I just think that, you know, and I just think there's, like they said, some uh, retraining and not the retraining for 
the employees themselves, but the management, because the management told them what they can do and not do. You know, like that. And um, logic and common sense. I said, we don't see her. You want us to get out of the car. You know, mm-hmm. like that. And, and some of that probably for their protection, too, you know, that they don't get out. But I can't understand. I never knew a paramedic couldn't get out of a vehicle. Somebody said they call and say, hey, I fail or anything. If they well, no, no, no. They'll get day. out. They'll get out. But it's after the police are there. So usually what happens is. First responders, when they come to a scene and there's a large group and people are being, you know, running around and screaming and hollering, they don't fire to fire. Firefighters don't get out the truck. And I wouldn't either. They're not no, armed. Oh, I know they don't. So, yeah, and, I, and for the paramedics, yeah, there wasn't nobody yeah. around. Nobody. Somebody happened to come by sporadically and seen her. So there wasn't a situation where there was a lot of people around it early in the morning. Um, but I know the firefighters will wait because they don't want to run into anything. And that's unfortunate, too, because you could you could be helping somebody with a heart attack or save a life. But the way, um, you know, things are structured now with crime, you know, it's, you got to take your best bet and your life is, you know, is just as important as anybody else, you know. That's true. You know, and I'd like to thank you guys for working. Like I said, we may not like all law enforcement, but we're going to have to get along with them. You know, there's <laughs> just nothing we can do about it. But it's unfortunate. I mean, so you can't put a camera everywhere. I don't know if the two taxpayers you want. Yes, you can. Yes, um, you can. Can they? Yeah. Okay, well, that'd be great, too, then. I'd rather, I'd rather have my 2% taxes go toward that, you know, um, than, the, than balancing the budget that was messed up a long time ago and everybody getting a, a 15% raise. And our civil service employees ain't getting a dime, but we'll, we'll leave that alone for now. But, no, they need to get out of their vehicles and, and, and look around. She says she failed, you know, and she called. But I, don't, I couldn't understand why they don't have them get out of their car. You know, when a, it wasn't a, a bunch of people around or anybody around, really. Just a car passed by and then somebody else passed by and they thought they seen something, which they did. But it's, it's, um, it's just sad. I, I hate to even hear the story about it, you know. Well, now they I do. I people up. Yeah, I have helped people up and fell down on the ground myself trying to help them up, you know, with ice and stuff on the ground. But, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. All right, then. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. Yeah. All right. Traffic, sports, and weather up next. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, the Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. You know, you can stream and watch us live on YouTube and X at 1017thetruth and 1017thetruth.com. Make sure you subscribe to our 1017thetruth YouTube page, and you'll never miss a live show. You can also listen live and win special truth giveaways, but you can't do it because if we have a push notification, you're not there. So... What you got to do is download the Truth app at Apple Store or Google Play Store. Got it? Or as they say, get it? Got it? Good. I came across a story today from Jessica Van um, Egeren Egeren at um, Milwaukee Journal Sentinel at JS Online. And, well, it's a hard story to talk about, but... The hospital and the story 
is not the issue. So let me let me say that up front. It's not about the hospital. It's about state law and what we need to do to change things. It's about the negative part of big business. Karen Ramirez and Justin Johnson just wanted to know why their daughter, Emiliana, had died. Born on September 18th, 2021, she was pronounced dead in Ramirez's arms 30 hours later at Ascension Columbia St. Mary's Hospital in Milwaukee. They asked for medical records, requested meetings with hospital staff who cared for a daughter during her short life. Ascension Columbia St. Mary's dribbled out records, making it difficult for them to piece together a timeline of Emiliana's care or even take the matter to an attorney. Early attempts at a meeting fell through when Emiliana's parents were told the nurses and doctors who cared for their daughter would not be part of the discussions. Later, they were told two doctors involved in her care no longer work for Columbia St. Mary's. Within weeks of her death, the hospital officials told Ramirez they would no longer talk with Johnson, further straining communication efforts. A hospital official told Ramirez, according to an audio file shared with the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, our plan is to have a conversation with you and talk about everything. But from here on out, we will not be communicating with him. No reason was given for the, by the official for this decision during the call. Journal Sentinel provided the hospital with a list of questions about the case in mid-January, but officials initially refused to offer more than a general statement citing patient privacy. So after the Journal Sentinel sought and obtained signed permission from Emiliana's father, Justin Johnson, for the hospital to discuss her care, the hospital issued a new statement Wednesday night. The loss of any child is tragic, and our hearts and our prayers go out to this family, an essential Wisconsin spokesperson said in the statement. Well, distrustful of the hospital and its staff and convinced Emiliana had not received proper care, Johnson, with Ramirez's support, turned to Wisconsin's justice system to seek accountability for their daughter's death. An attorney investigated and believed, based on the medical expert's opinion, you got this? There was a case of medical malpractice, only to realize that Wisconsin's medical malpractice cap made it financially restrictive for his firm to take it to court. So what I'm hearing is that this law firm knows that there was an injustice made, knows that there was something that was wrong, knows that there's something about this baby's death was incorrect, but they decided they can't make enough money on it. So they won't take the case. Now that sounds bad, but as you read through, you start to understand. So at this point, it's a race against the clock. Ramirez and Johnson are roughly seven months away from hitting Wisconsin's three-year statute of limitations on filing a medical malpractice case. And you would think that that would be it, right? Well, in January 2023, Johnson spent months online looking at websites, doing all sorts of things. And I'm paraphrasing a bit and, and ended up finding a firm in Baltimore, Murphy, Falcon, and Murphy. They connected with Nicholas um, Sicoli, who represents patients and healthcare systems, both sides, right? Plaintiff and defendant. Said that he thought Emiliana's death was worth looking into, so he looked into it. They made records requests, but of course they didn't get them, or they moved slow, and they slow walked the information and gave them pieces here, pieces there, pieces here, pieces there. 
So they use what's called the High Tech Act, right? Federal High Tech Act, and said, by law, you have to give us these records. And then they got hundreds of pages of records instead of the 30 or 40 that they had gotten before. The lawyer said, I think the way the family was treated stinks to high heaven. They asked twice for records and all the records should have been given to them. I've never seen a problem like this with any other hospital. So by the end of February 2023, they consulted a board certified pediatric critical care doctor with more than 20 years experience, reviewed the case, reviewed Ramirez's records. Consulting physician has testified as a medical expert for plaintiffs and defendants and said this about the care at Columbia St. Mary's hospital staff failed to meet standards of care when treating Emiliana for persistent pulmonary hypertension due to meconium aspiration hospital staff committed medical negligence in its failure to transfer Emiliana to children's hospital for a higher level of care. So they had a spokesperson and they talked back and forth. They said through internal review, found the standard of care provided this patient was met by clinical, by the medical clinical team. I guess that's why two of them aren't there, right? Or they don't want to talk or they didn't give records and right. However, the previous day, Dr. Desai, Chin Tan Desai, Chief Medical Officer at Ascension, Wisconsin, said in an email statement to the Journal Sentinel that many factors influence medical decision making, but made no mention of the internal review. It's important to recognize that the standard of care could be met by various methods of treatment and that one method is not inherently superior to another as patients may have varying responses to identical treatments. Uh, Desai said in the statement, the application of guidelines should be tailored to the specific clinical situation. And it goes on. And 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 while I feel for the um, the parents, the lawyer said she wasn't suffering from a condition that required seeking medical advice from Mayo Clinic and Johns Hopkins. It's not a medical mystery. It's just bad management. And so you got all this stuff. You got all this information. You want to go sue, but the issue is not. Columbia St. Mary's. The issue is not the parents. Yeah, Columbia St. Mary's could have put out the the um, records sooner. They moved kind of slow. I can't say why. I'm not speaking for them. And I'm not saying they did anything wrong. But what I'm saying is that Wisconsin caps medical malpractice at $500,000 in the case of the death of a minor child. Which means it'll cost you $80,000 before trial just to get a medical expert. If they win, the remainder of the 500 is split between the family and attorney's fees, which means each of them receive only about $200,000. In contrast, the equivalent cap in Maryland is adjusted annually by $15,000. Right now it's $1.12 million. So in Wisconsin, the issue is not the hospital or all that. It's when you have a right to sue it's insulting that you can't sue a doctor. What is it for lawyers? You can't sue a doctor and get more than $500,000. Therefore, it limits the cost that they have to pay for malpractice insurance. And everybody wins except the person suing. 
So Wisconsin's medical malpractice law include only spouses and minor children can sue for loss of companionship and a medical malpractice death when an adult dies due to medical negligence. Parents are not entitled to bring a case when a child dies. $750,000 cap for non-economic damages such as pain and suffering or loss of companionship. $500,000 cap on loss of companionship and a wrongful death of a minor. $350,000 cap for an adult and a wrongful death. $250,000 in malpractice lawsuits involving doctors employed by the state. You can never, ever, ever win with a law like this. Who are the legislators that let this pass? Who are the doctors who said their money in their pocket was more important than the life of someone else. And in 2018, the Wisconsin Supreme Court ruled that $750,000 on non-economic damages, which includes pain and suffering, was constitutional. I'm done. So what do we do? What exactly do we do? Do we put people there? Do we... Do we create something to help people? Or do I put doctors in the same category I think of lawyers? Oh, well, I guess since the ocean is full of lawyers, where are we going to put doctors? Hmm. Maybe dig a hole. Don't touch that dial. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, the Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, the Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. As we wind towards the end, I'm I'm just a little I'm a little peeved because I have two daughters and I would wonder what would I do if something like that happened. Do I go scorched earth? <laughs> you know? Um yeah. Interesting. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven is the number. I'm just bummed by it. I'm just bothered by it. Talking text line says going back to the camera piece. Let me clarify. I meant to say Chicago's got cameras in some of the worst areas, of course, good ones too, and people don't necessarily mess with those cameras. So similar cams can survive in Milwaukee. I know they, they most certainly can. And um, I got a red light ticket in Carroll stream doing a rolling stop through a right turn. So video was included too. Oh yeah, they get you. So they get you. 
They get you. In some intersections have cameras I'm in Milwaukee. I'm not sure who controls them or what they're used for. They're mostly used for if there's an accident, right? They're just monitored. And if there's an accident or something, then they can go back and look. But they're not necessarily everywhere. And I think they should be everywhere. I think they should be all over the place. I think we should literally go <laughs> and get them. That's what I think. That's just me. 833-212-1017 is the number. I I put them all every there everywhere. Make sure you have all of the information there. Make sure you can look on them and record and email the recording and all that stuff and then we're done. We don't have to bother with all that uh, stuff per se. We don't. We we don't have to um, figure out who did what. We'll have it on video. Everybody want to scream and holler about getting access to something or wanting to have something or see. Um, all right. But we got to do something. We have to do something. We, we, we have to make sure that people in the city are safe. Now, when you give up your rights to be indoors and people have video on you, why can't you just do it automatically when you're outside? Like, that's what I say. Why can't you just automatically do it when you're outside? Yep, let's just roll in. You're going to have cameras on you. You know it when you go. When you land at the airport, you got cameras. When you land and walk through the airport, you got cameras. When you walk through the city, you should have cameras. That's what I think. I'm just saying. That's what I would do. Shine a light on everything you do, everything you say, everywhere you go. Few people might get busted hanging out with the wrong people. Got the girlfriend or the boyfriend they're not supposed to have. Kids hanging out with kids, doing stuff they're not supposed to do. But that's just how life is. But eventually, I think we will, if we want to get rid of guns the way England did, and those other countries, we need cameras. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Tory Lowe's show is coming up next. Make sure you hang out throughout the day for the finest, the best in the country. Black Talk Radio. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. Rhea, appreciate you. God bless. Take care. I'm going to hang out for the evening. I'm out. <laughs> 